Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. It is kind of late. Had long days, but we're still here to entertain you. I don't have a cool drink like Bridget. I just have water. Oh, it's it's just seltzer. Oh, mine's seltzer, too. <laughs> oh, I love seltzer. Me, too. I can't believe there are people out there that don't spicy water you know i used to not like it but then i drank you changed it your ways until i liked it yeah seems valid seems fair all right let's, let's hop in with our questions first one we've got on the docket for today if you chew ice are you eating or drinking i don't know i've never thought about it I chew a lot of ice. I too. I am an ice cruncher. Love the crunch. <laughs> um, and when I, I'm thinking about it now, I refer to it as I'm eating ice. Yeah, same. So do I. I'm drinking ice, but at the end of the day, I mean, you are technically consuming water. You are, but like, I, maybe there's a transitional point because you're not swallowing whole chunks for the most yeah. part. Maybe like tiny ones, but. I don't know. I, I think you're eating, because I would say, like, eating ice. It is a solid. This is true. But mm, I wouldn't argue with you if you say you're drinking it. Uh, actually, no, but there there is some chewing going on. Yeah, I wouldn't say, like, I'm drinking ice. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're eating if you're, if you're crunching some ice. Even though it is technically water, you are technically consuming... Well, you're not consuming a liquid. You're consuming something that's normally a liquid. At room temperature. Well, I But, like, I feel like you are consuming a liquid, but you're eating ice. You're turning it into a liquid. You're liquefying I mean, yeah. the ice. I mean, yeah, but you're consuming it in solid form. But not all the way. Like... I mean, yeah, it melts a little when it, like, comes in contact <laughs> with you, but it's still mostly a solid. Yeah. Because you have to bite it. I don't know. I, I say eating. I guess I'll go with eating as well. Alright. Seems fair. Moving on. Um, is the Kool-Aid man 
the pitcher or the Kool-Aid inside the pitcher? So, is he the, the liquid, or is he... The, the, the glass the gla- container and that everything. holds the liquid. I think he's everything. Like, the juice, that's his innards. Like, we can Ew. just see the organs. <laughs> Ew, I don't like that. I mean, it's part of him. I I'd know, say like, he's bo- the whole thing. Because the glass is the part that's talking, really. Yeah, like, but you don't know that. The glass is clear. All right, well, so you think the face is inside the juice and the glass is just holding his body? Like, him? I mean, yeah, I think. I don't know. I don't know what I think. This is a weird question. I don't know where I found it. Um, hmm. I think he's the whole person. I mean, What do you think happens when you separate him? Like when you pour him out, does I don't he know. Like, die? I don't know. But also, if, he... if the Kool Aid is like his, in, you know, his internal workings, why would you just have that shit like uncovered and able to be poured out? Like that doesn't seem yeah. evolutionarily advantageous. Mm-mm. He it must, seems like, dangerous. Be a homebody, like to prevent like spillage and evaporation. But he'd perhaps. be smashing through walls. True. Oh yeah. And also, if oh the... yeah, isn't that? Oh yeah. But also, I didn't even if, realize. If... But and like he's smashing through walls. So what if like a brick falls into the pitcher top? Like, what does that mean? What happens? I think an even more important question is how does this man not break? Like, yeah, he's crashing through bricks and buildings and stuff. That must be like know. what kind of glass is that? Bulletproof glass? Maybe. Maybe the Kool Aid Man is made of bulletproof glass. <laughs> I mean, at some point, at some point, I feel like the authorities would have had to take over. Like, all right, we got this thing crashing through our buildings. Like, did we try like taking him down? If he's made of bulletproof glass, then they're not getting wait. So would they be taking the Kool Aid Man down just for like destruction of property? Maybe. I mean, because that's excessive. Mass. Well. How many buildings have we seen him gone through? Like, I don't quite, know. I feel like few? the Kool Aid commercials were more of a thing in like the '90s and the early 2000s, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I can't recall the last time I've seen one. And then maybe again, that's I just don't... because I'm an adult and don't watch like Cartoon Network anymore. I just watch Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I still watch Cartoon Network. No, sometimes. I mean, like, I still, I like, I love a good cartoon, but I'm not like, yeah. sitting down in front of mm-hmm. a TV that has advertisements anymore, even when I am mm-hmm. watching like. Stuff that's, like, you know, still doing, yeah. like, technically, like, children's programming. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it was more of a thing in the 90s and early 2000s, because, I mean, when's the last time you heard of that? I don't know. So many questions raised by the Kool-Aid man. What happens when you freeze him and eat him? Are you chewing or drinking the Kool-Aid man? I, sometimes I would uh, freeze, like, Capri Suns. Mm. And then you get like, like if you leave it in for the right amount of time, you get like an instant icy. Ooh, yeah, you gotta time that though. Like, just science. There was a science to it, but it was delicious. Yeah, um, I have no idea, uh, what the Kool Aid Man is. Neither answer feels right, but it's an enigma. I don't know. I think maybe he's the Kool Aid. I'd say he's the whole thing. 
what if he's just the glass and like the juice inside like that's a front that's not real what like what if he's saying i'm going to trick everyone pour out my kool-aid innards and pour in like capri sun instead i will fool everyone into thinking this well, is what Kool-Aid. does he gain from that knowing he could pull it off <laughs> i don't know okay i mean i guess i i don't really know i don't know i think maybe he's the kool-aid but i i don't like this question either way and i don't know where i found it or why i put it in the document for potential use probably because i didn't know the discussion was going to be as mentally upsetting as it is until we started (laughs) having it i like this question i never thought about it either but it's a good question that's fair yeah um i have no idea you remember the Capri Sun commercials where it was like, respect the pouch. Respect, respect pouch. It. <laughs> respect it. Respect the pouch. That sound is on a loop in my brain. Like, often. Like, whenever I was be- I would be taking a test. That's that's all that was running through here. Head empty. Where's my test material? All I can remember is respect, respect the pouch. The pouch. Oh, man. Oh, were, I love the those commercials. commercials for, like... Any kind of, like, snacks or stuff that were, like, aimed at kids were weird as hell. I know, but they were so good. Like, like you remember, I love the those. Gushers ones? Uh, vaguely. Where, like, your head would turn into a fruit? Oh, yeah, I do now. Yep. Why you were really they so swell. weird? Why were they so weird? I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I never realized how strange it was until, like, I, especially because of, like, the rise of streaming, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen ads in, like, a long time. And whenever I see a commercial, I'm like, this Skip is them. so, like, weird. Like, just watching an advertisement. It's always so strange. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like they try to make them strange to get them to be memorable. Yeah. Like, you don't want some boring ass... Now I'm thinking of serial commercials, like Lucky Charms and Tricks, but like, you don't want some hairs, your raisin brand. It's really good for you. You should buy some at your store. I also feel like, like commercials for a lot of things, like things like, you know, like Lucky Charms and Tricks and whatever are especially burned into my head, because like... Mm-hmm. Again, just like the whole childhood thing. Like You know what? You know what would grind my gears when I was young? Do tell. The tricks the tricks commercial. It was tricks are for kids. But I always remember thinking, like, what if these poor adults want some? Like they, is it not allowed? Like that is ageist. That's fair. I never really considered it because we never bought tricks at my house. I mean, I didn't buy them either, but I remember seeing the commercials, like informing me like tricks wait hold up tricks are for kids uh how old are you like let me see some id (laughs) yeah no yeah i guess i never thought about it that deeply when i was a child or i i bothered me nothing ever registered never thought about it but good to know all right what else have we got just blowing through questions once again Oh, here's one that's kind of topical. Is Borat slash, like, Sasha Baron Cohen in general, is that funny or just offensive? I have mixed feelings about, like, Borat specifically. Mm-hmm. Because... Do tell. 
Like, there's some stuff in there. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's definitely, like, punching down. And, like, I know that the intent is satire, but, like, with a lot of satire, you have to have a clear intent to, like, not be... To be making fun of the, you know, structures of power, yeah, not the oppressed. Yeah, like, this is clearly a, a joke. Yeah. And... But there are also, like... Because I saw the first movie, like, a while after it came out, because I was way too young when it first did, but, like... There are moments in that movie that are just so funny. Like, my exact sense of humor is, like, pronouncing things wrong or, like, saying things grammatically wrong. So, like, hello, nice to meet you. Like, that makes me laugh because I'm, I don't know, I'm simple. I'm a simple woman when it comes to what I find funny. (laughs) And also things like there's a screenshot from there where he's like, what kind of dog is this? And someone else just goes, this is a tortoise. (laughs) Like, that's so funny to me. And I also think that there are these moments where, like, all, like, Sasha Baron Cohen has, like, you know, kind of the mastermind behind the whole thing where he's, like, tricking people. All he does is set the stage and then just let, like, really people's bigoted... Then let, like, really bigoted people make fools of themselves by mm-hmm. agreeing with, like, you know, these, like, stupid, like, racist things that he's kind of like that him as the character is like spouting off or like not even when he's like saying something racist and then like or like saying something controversial and like getting you know people to either agree or disagree with him when all he does is like just let whatever is coming out of like especially like really racist conservatives mouth like he doesn't do anything he doesn't say anything he just sort of like lets them say it on camera so, like, that, I think, is a little bit genius, where he just sort of mm-hmm. sets it up and then lets them dig themselves their own grave. But, yeah, I don't know. I have mixed feelings, because there's definitely moments of, like, one, generally being kind of gross, and two, like, really punching down when it comes to certain jokes. But some of it is also exactly my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are parts of that there where I'm just definitely laughing and, you know, this is great, but... There's a flip side of, oh, wait, this is... This is very much not okay. Yes, yes. And when was the... F- okay, they're, they're making a second one? The I second heard? one, like, just started streaming. Oh, okay. Which I... And I know, like, there was that whole thing where, like, they... With Rudy Giuliani, which yeah, is hilarious. I <laughs> I, see, that's the thing I like. He just sets the stage and then lets them lets them walk into a trap. Mm-hmm. And that, when I think, the- is kind of genius. When did the first one come out? Oh, God, maybe 2006? Because I'm thinking if that was... I, and now I haven't seen the second one. Like, perhaps yeah, I haven't seen the second one Perhaps a lot of either. those jokes are altered now and, like, the stuff that would fly back then. Perhaps yeah. not as much. I, I really can't tell. Yeah, and I know that, like, Borat specifically was also a character that, like, Sasha Baron Cohen used to do, like, on... A, I think it was a TV show before they actually made a movie out of it. And I saw mm-hmm. some clips from the TV show, and... A lot of it, there was a huge part of it in the TV show specifically that was just very innocently, like, seeing how much, like, you know, seeing how far they could go with people thinking that this guy is real. Like, he went Mm -hmm. to some, like, cricket club or whatever, and, like, there was a couple moments where, like, he's really not saying anything offensive, he's just being, like, making people over-explain things and seeing how patient they'll be with him, and that, I think, is really genuinely funny. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's also a difference between like what's acceptable on television versus yeah. movies. Like yeah. because on TV you gotta, you know, 
maybe not a little bit cleaner. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And I haven't seen the second one yet. I'm sure I will at some point, just because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of relevant. What streaming service is, is Prime, on, I think. Know? Prime? I don't know. Well, my mom has a Prime subscription, so... <laughs> Not gonna cost me anything. But yeah, I I have mixed feelings. I think there are times when he really, really nailed... Like, Borat specifically really kind of, like, is really smart. Versus, like, kind of just, like, stupid and being mm-hmm. offensive for the sake of, like, shock value. I do think Sasha Baron Cohen is low-key a genius for coming up with all these, you know, kind of different scenarios. And, like, mm-hmm. this sort of idea of, like, mockumentary. Not, like, that he invented mockumentary comedy, but, like, this sort of specific... Just the specific thing that, like, Borat yeah. is. I think... I think that's very, like, original. Mm-hmm. And also, he seems like a, like he seems like a really cool dude. Like he doesn't do a ton of like out of character interviews, but he's like super like educated and well spoken, and like kind of not the person I, you would expect a lot of this say- really like crass like mm-hmm. edgy humor like, from. It's almost like like witty humor in a sense the way he does it. Like I I don't like when comedy's like in your face like stupid like yeah like just all right like over the top just like this guy or person is like. It's just stupid humor, but when when it's more, like, witty and well-written and you have to, I don't know. Yeah, and not everything that, in, but... obviously not everything in Borat is well-written. There's a lot of very lowbrow humor. But I yes. do think there are these moments of intelligence mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, the joke isn't that, oh, look at this man playing a stupid foreigner. It's more like, look at these people believing that this is what you know, a foreigner is. That this is a real mm-hmm. person who acts this way. Mm-hmm. And on that level, I think there is a degree of kind of smart humor to it, but I also think sometimes that gets lost and that makes it kind of dicey because people are, because not everyone is thinking like, oh, people like, you like, know, some kind of, some types of like, you know. Clearly but, this is a joke. But yeah, people, people aren't thinking are like, like, oh, the this joke is a good is, impersonation. Like, yeah, people are thinking like, haha, he's being like, he's acting like a stupid foreign person not yeah, the joke is that like people that, that are actually not the, the joke is that people believe yes and you that's what i'm saying witty humor you have to have like that higher level of like consciousness like yeah, this is I, clearly satire the in, some that's where i think the problems come in the intent sometimes is really unclear so it winds up backfiring mm-hmm. so yeah, i don't know i would say yeah. um it depends on exactly kind of like what kind of bits what clips what parts of the movie i think there are some parts of like borat and the character of the movie that are absolutely hilarious and low-key genius other parts i'm like ooh, no thanks mm-hmm. so that's my take all right anything else to say before we move on no actually i'm like pretty with you on that one seems fair um if a bar of soap falls on the floor is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? Hmm. I think it depends on the condition. How dirty that, is my floor? Yeah, that the soap <laughs> returns in. Because if you drop it on just like a tile floor and nothing happens, yeah, maybe the floor is clean now. But if you like drop it like in some dirt and it like comes away with a bunch of stuff on it, the soap mm-hmm. is now dirty. 
Yeah, I, I mean, either way, I'd rinse off the soap, whether I just clean my floor and it dropped or yeah. my floors are dirty. But um, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like if a bar of soap dropped on my floor, that's not really stuff I would use to clean my floors. That cleans like my body, but this it just true. makes my floor slimy and gross. So I'd probably clean it again with something else. This is true. Um, at the end of the day, I'd say mm, it dirties your floor. It, wait, what? Wait, what's the question? Dropping soap on the floor <laughs> makes the floor. No, the question is: Is the soap dirty, or is the floor now clean? Oh, the soap's dirty. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I I think in most cases especially if you're like you're picking it up and it's got like you know some cat hair and stuff on it or whatever or like whatever was Mm -hmm. on your floor the soap is probably dirty yeah i was like my floor is like they're good enough but like i wouldn't eat off them so yeah they're probably because even in the bathroom like unless i'm like you know like dropping the soap in the shower is you know that doesn't matter that whatever but if i'm dropping the soap like on my bathroom floor Mm-hmm. For the most part, like, we have, like, you know, bath mats and little, like, area rugs, like, in front of our sink and stuff. And, like, if I drop soap on a rug, it's going to pick up a bunch of, like, lint and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd say the soap is dirty. Yeah. I'd, in most circumstances. Definitely depends on the surface as well. Like, it'll probably be dirtier if you drop it on a bath mat, whereas if you're dropping it on a tile floor, hopefully that's cleaner. A tile floor, I could see the argument that the floor is now clean. I still wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so, but there I uh could see the argument more. Maybe more so, but it's not like you're using bars of soap to clean your floor, like your tile floors. This is true. You're using, like, I don't know, Ajax. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, soap does still kill germs. Yeah. So, even if it's not the exact product you would use, Mm -hmm. technically. So I could see how that argument could be made for, like, a tile floor or some kind of just, like, smooth surface without, like, a bunch of dirt on it. But your soap's definitely dirty. Yeah, I would I would agree for the most. I would agree in pretty much most situations. I will allow the other argument to be made, but I think personally, I would say most of the time the soap is going to be dirty if you drop it. That's a funny question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are good tonight. I never thought about a lot of these. I know. I just. I just Google like you know what are like stupid funny debates and like any kind of sort of variations on those terms like dumb debate topics and these are the things that pop up all right we can decide if we want to do this one later let's go with this one for now um is asmr relaxing or creepy hey all right let's explain first to our yeah so for anyone who doesn't know asmr is kind of like this it's not, like, super scientifically backed up yet, but it's a very widely observed phenomenon, and the acronym stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and it's basically that certain types of sounds um, can trigger, like, kind of like a really relaxing, like, tingling sensation for some types of people, and for a lot of people, like, it helps you sleep. So, But for people who don't experience ASMR, like, who don't 
have any kind of reaction to whatever kind of, you know, stimuli. Um, sometimes the videos that people make intending to trigger this response uh, kind of just come off as creepy. Because <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of, like, whispering and, like, very gently, like, tapping on things and, like, Chewing. quiet sound. Okay, the mukbang ones are disgusting. Those are, like, the chewing ones, right? I cannot stand them. They're gross. I hate listening to people eat. Like, it sounds like the only, mouths are open. The only mm. time eating sounds are acceptable is when it's my doggy crunching on some apple slices, because <laughs> that's really cute. That is yeah, cute, no, um, and that's acceptable. Mukbang ASMRs are disgusting. I hate them so much. But otherwise, thing like, otherwise, uh, oh my god, ASMR knocks me out. Really? It knocks so, me are, right out. I get it, it so strongly. I experience it so strongly. Like, uh, like tapping and like crinkling noises and like people like speaking really softly and like gently. Oh my god, it's so nice. It's so nice. I listen to it almost every night. You do? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. It relaxes me so much. I do not enjoy it. So you think it's creepy? I like... Not creepy, but it's just nothing I want to listen to. I like sometimes when they have the visuals, or maybe I'm thinking, is this something else, like, cutting, like, the sand? No, that's ASMR. Okay, I like watching it. Yeah, okay, well, then you can be one of the people who, like, has, like, some people, like, they call them triggers, like, different, like, you know, things to uh, provoke the response. So, like, you could be a person who really response to visual triggers well i could be more of a sound person i I guess but even watching it i'll watch it for a little you know oh that's cool but i'm not like going out of my way to find it like if it pops up on my instagram feed sure oh i like actively seek it out and will like stare at my computer like if it's like a soap cutting video i will watch Mm -hmm. i will spend 40 minutes in a trance (laughs) uh just like (laughs) And, like, almost falling asleep at my desk. It knocks me out. I will say I have nothing against it. Um, If, you know, it relaxes you or you just, like, watching or listening to it, like, or whatever. But for me, it doesn't do anything. I won't say I'm against it or it's creepy. Oh, my God. My sister once... um... This is why I, I, like, lock my door now when my sister's home, because she, um, she barges into my room and, um, expects me to entertain her, like, a little court jester when she's bored, but she's at school now, so I don't have that problem, but when she's home, I lock my door now because one time I was watching an Avatar The Last Airbender-themed ASMR roleplay, and she walked into my room and saw what I was doing and just, like, I, like, she was laughing so hard that tears were rolling down her face. How do they even have a theme like that? Like, what were they doing in that? They're just being Prince Zuko, talking about tea. Okay, it was, it was really <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No. And there's like so many like really like niche role plays too. It's like a bigger community than a lot of people think, who kind of like aren't already like plugged into that. Yeah, I'm. I'm on the outskirts of the community, but. Oh, here's you some know, you guys. here's some ASMR as I refill my seltzer.
Enjoy. I'm tired now. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I say very much not creepy. I am, I'm super relaxed by it. it works not creepy, well but not that enjoyable either. Okay, valid. I'll allow but... it. The worst thing though is when people are like, "Oh, like it's a fetish." I'm like, yeah, or they like try to I, make it into something. Question. Se- no, like because people said I was fighting with someone once about. Uh, they were saying, oh, yeah, it's actually, like, sexual. I'm like, how? how is this, like, what? No. Listen, people chew or, like, cut soap or... It's literally what? not. I mean, like, you can kind of make anything, like, a part of, like, I don't know, like, intimacy or whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess... Like, if you want. Yeah. But, but it's not, not inherently sexual. That's not the intent. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, that, that bothers me a lot, because I'm like, no. Alright. So, I don't know, do we want to do this one? It's rather topical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so we're filming this right now on Monday night. We usually record on Tuesdays, but um, Maddie's got a new job. It will be she's... taking place in my room. Which I'm not happy about. It's remote. But yeah, she's starting tomorrow, so we can't film tomorrow. Which is also election day. So either way, this episode Mm -hmm. was going to be coming out after election day to begin with. So whether or not we have a winner by the time this episode is airing, we're going to do this anyway. We don't know. We We, can't see the future, but... God, I wish I could. Ugh. Um, so, the question is, would Mr. Krabs from Spongebob Squarepants have voted for Trump, either in the election that will have just happened when you're watching this, or in the initial 2016 election? It kind of doesn't matter. I'd say a big fat yes. Okay, that's what I initially thought, but the post, it was like a Tumblr post that I'm taking this question from, and I will link it below, because there's quite a bit of follow-up to it changed my mind do tell do tell so here's what we got i gotta open up the post of my phone here hold up for those of you who either don't watch spongebob or i don't know why you wouldn't or just don't remember mr krabs loves money and he's the owner of the Krusty Krab, the restaurant there in Bikini Bottom, where they all live. And he's a businessman. That <laughs> Business was such a that was such a succinct explanation. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> so the initial post, and I'm not going to bother to read out all the n- names because there's a lot, and some of them are very long. Was. Sandy Cheeks would have voted Trump, that evil southern rat-ass bitch. <laughs> Response to this, to the original post. First comment. Sandy Cheeks is a pro-science feminist who lives in a foreign land that she respects the customs of, and she would be offended you would even accuse her of this. Which I 100% agree with. Me too. And also, um, quick side note. If you've seen the Spongebob Squarepants musical, when... Broadway was still a thing. This is even more topical because that show does such a great job of did such a great job of like addressing like racism and xenophobia in a way that like kids are gonna understand. That show was amazing. I loved it so much. I saw it twice on Broadway. 
Anyway. My sister saw it. So good. So then we get to this point. Mr. Krabs would have voted Trump. So, and then there's another comment of somebody agreeing with the person who said that Mr. Krabs would have voted Trump. But then somebody debunks this, which I also agree with. And this is what changed my mind. Mr. Krabs would not have voted for Trump because Mr. Krabs earned most of his money through hard work and being a cheapskate and get-rich-quick schemes, but those still require some effort on his part. Whereas Trump inherited most of his wealth and thinks a million dollars is a small loan, Mr. Krabs would consider him an insult to richness for which he could not stand. I agree with this. Alright, I agree with parts of that, especially that last line about, um, is it insult to richness? And... Yeah, Mr. Krabs built his restaurant and whatnot, but he exploits the labor of SpongeBob and Squidward on a daily basis. Okay, I mean, he does, but you can't... And... Oh, no, you finish first. There's a point... There's a certain amount of money. Like, you can't make a billion dollars without exploiting the labor of the working class. Like, that's not what we're debating. But he sold SpongeBob's soul for 62 cents. Who does that? I think that's literally in this post. How did you? I did not read the post. I just know SpongeBob so well. Like I know I, SpongeBob like, pretty well too. I'm impressed. I watched a lot of cartoons. Do you see the cartoons behind my wall? I do. There's Cosmo. I, I see quite a bit. So, um, yeah. Um... Also, here's another point. Krabs would never respect a guy who bankrupted himself four times. True. This is true. He doesn't respect Plankton across the street, and he has no customers. This is true. And also, Plankton's evil. But according to this post, Plankton would not have voted Trump either. What's the reasoning? Does it say? The reasoning for this is that he doesn't want competition in taking over the world. The general conclusion of this is that Nobody in the SpongeBob universe would have voted for Trump except Bubble Bass and um, Squilliam Fancy Son. Oh, I agree with Squilliam, but I really do think Mr. Krabs would vote for Trump. I do not. I, I agree with the analysis. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And I'm like looking through the rest of this post to like see if there's any other. Yeah, and also, um, as much as Mr. Krabs is a cheapskate and definitely exploits the labor of SpongeBob and Squidward, SpongeBob does own a home. Yeah. So, so there's I gotta be he's... some form of decent minimum <laughs> wage going on in Bikini Bottom. Mm. And so does Squidward. Right, what if there? What? What if there are no? wages like patrick lives under a rock i was probably there and he just found it and spongebob lives in a pineapple like what if that just floated down from land and he just made a home out of it like what if they all just made their homes and there's no yeah however i guess he'll have to afford groceries and stuff and also like squidward has some hobbies that are pretty expensive Mm -hmm. so like you know, art supplies isn't cheap, and, like, a clarinet, clarinet is not a cheap instrument. So I feel like the minimum wage in Bikini Bottom has to at least be, like, decent. has to be okay. What if it's better than here? It probably I'm moving. Is. It probably I'm moving. is. I would honestly love to live in Bikini Bottom. It sounds great. Yeah, the reasoning here at the bottom... Uh, Bubble Bass would vote for Donald Trump because uh, Bubble Bass is an arrogant, quote, quote, an arrogant self-entitled prick who enjoys deceiving others just for the sake of humiliating them and would approve of such a person. And Squilliam would also vote for him because he's a wealthy narcissist. Mm-hmm. And also, some fun, some fun additions to this. Squidward is a full-time minimum wage retail worker who is pro-union and anti-capitalist and is also a firm supporter and member of the fine arts community. He would actively (laughs) vote against Trump, defeatist or not, and you can't convince me otherwise, which I agree with. I agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, so... I I can't be swayed on Mr. Krabs, though. No? Okay. No, because he loves money too much, and any person who says like he'll save you money, I feel like like money's his number one love. He'll Do buy you think into Mr. that. Mr. Krabs could have could have been deceived into voting for him the first time, but then when he saw the actual economic mm. impact, he was like, "Hell no!" Actually, that's an excellent point. I do agree because maybe his restaurant had to reduce like seating to 50% or he lost income because of like closures and people not going out as much. So, you know, that's a very valid point and maybe he'll vote for Biden tomorrow unless he did early voting. <laughs> oh, well, wow. would coronavirus be underwater? Does it travel underwater? That was my do next I, question. Do I look like I know? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm trying to think of other ways that our current These situation could be overla- or could be made analogous to Bikini Bottom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have voted for him in the first place. Maybe the suds is coronavirus. <gasps> the suds. <laughs> that was, uh, for those of you don't who don't know, the suds was, um, I don't know, like an illness that Spongebob came down yeah. with once. And he but, wasn't it spo- but wasn't it Sponge-specific? Oh, was it? Because remember at the end of the episode, he's like, 
you get the sponge treatment, and it's, like, really nice, but then mm-hmm. Patrick sees that he gets a lollipop, he's like, oh, hey, Doc, I got the suds, suds too. too, but then he hates it, because he's, like, getting scraped on a cactus and everything. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, it might be only sponges. That might be sponge-specific. I know way too much about Spongebob. Listen, that was on repeat on my TV, and now it's on repeat in my head. That Forever. show, like, the first four seasons of that show, plus the first movie, they live, like... Rent-free. You show me any screenshot of any of the first four seasons of Spongebob Squarepants, or from the movie, I know exactly, like, how every single word, like, the exact intonations of how anything was said. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how I much of Spongebob is just how... etched into my mind. I don't understand how people our age have not seen it. I had a roommate who grew up with, Didn't with, like it. with no cable TV, <sighs> which, like, you know, fine, not her fault. Yes. But she was like, no, everyone who likes Spongebob is wrong. It's just straight up not funny. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the entire, like, you know, I think 90s that... kid population, we're mm-hmm. all wrong. You're the one right <laughs> You're person. You're the correct one. I can understand not watching it if you don't have access to it yeah but and those i understand who come not out having say, the, like who don't like it that that is what yeah that's weird and i understand like it not having the nostalgia factor for you mm-hmm. but oh my god it's so fu- like even now like the first again first four seasons absolutely golden because there were so many jokes that flew over my head as a kid to the point where like i still like i still love watching those like first four seasons of spongebob it's mm-hmm. so funny like, there are episodes that genuinely make me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. I love that show so much. I literally have the first season on DVD on my shelf Rip. right over there. I think I have it on tape. Nice! <laughs> I have no VCR anymore, though, so... Oh, there's a couple That's... movies I have on VCR that I refuse... Mm-hmm. On VHS tapes that I refuse to get rid of for sentimental reasons. Yeah, I haven't gotten rid of them. I have a, I have a VHS copy of The Night Before Christmas. That's not going anywhere. Um a box set of the original star wars trilogy never going anywhere i have a vhs copy of free willy oh my that i will never get rid of ever i love that movie so much that movie's iconic have you ever seen it uh you know it i haven't seen it recently so i really didn't do it for me when i did see it i love that movie so much as a kid and i know it's like so corny oh my god masterpiece iconic i love it so much how are we doing on time oh yeah we got a while let's see i think that unless we have anything else to say on the front of um can you can you think of a character at all who would vote for Trump? Like, well, we got Bubble any... Bass. Mm-hmm. Squilliam. Are we talking about in any other piece of any, media or SpongeBob any, specific? No, like any show or like movie or Anakin it's... Skywalker. Yeah, little child murdering ass bitch. <laughs> he definitely would have voted Trump. I saw it. Um... I think this was post recently about would these characters vote for trump and it was going through all of them i'm not sure if mr krabs is on the list was anakin but... on there 
maybe i don't remember all i remember was uh ron swanson from parks and rec which did you watch that so much or do you know the character i know ron swanson and honestly i don't know maybe he's very limited for those who don't know he's very like anti-limited government um you know make your own investments uh so I, like i could see on that side like the cons- conservative part of that but he's also but... kind of like a live in a one-man log cabin type dude yes so i really don't see him agreeing with somebody who thinks like a gold toilet is the height of luxury mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also just he has good morals which yeah trump does not which are absolutely so he would not in this administration he would not agree on that score, so I don't think he'd be a Trump supporter. I like it, yeah, no, I definitely think um, Anakin would be uh, swayed by the whole, like, you know, the whole, the, the, the nationalism, I think, would get him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, let's be real, Anakin's decline into, like, fascist ideology went fast. Are you familiar with Star Wars at all? Kinda, I'm not not the person to ask or that's entirely valid but and i don't have time to break down six movies (laughs) i'm trying to think of other characters though now that we're on this subject and like i haven't i haven't watched things recently like i haven't watched a lot of new stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm like trying to go back through my head and like all I feel like my... I've been watching a lot of old TV shows recently. Yeah. Just... Oh, um, <sighs> we love a good quarantine regression. Guess who is reading Sherlock fan fiction again in this, the year of our Lord, oh 2020? My goodness. <laughs> that was like 2012 Tumblr. Yeah. Flashbacks. Okay, here's the thing. From like a writing, acting, cinematography standpoint, that show honestly was pretty good. It was just way overhyped by horny 15 year olds. Who would ship um, Sherlock and... Oh, and John? Yeah, I wasn't even... Like, I was on Tumblr during that time, but I was not one of the people shipping Sherlock and John. Not that that's Mm -hmm. bad. I just just remember that, like... Oh, yeah, no, that was a big thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And honestly, there were moments where that show was a little queer-baity. Like, nowhere near as bad as Supernatural. That was a disaster. But, yeah, I... Like, I, I saw it. I wasn't there for it, but I saw it. But yeah, no, so that's um, one of my fun quarantine regressions is reading fanfiction that I used to read back in, like, 2012. Oh, we love it. But no. Back to the better times. Back to better times. Jerry (laughs) Smith from Rick and Morty. Oh, you think he would vote for him? Absolutely. Well, he is easily swayed. Absolutely. Which is a lot of his voter base. Stupid. Jerry, he's such Rick a and weak, Morty. spineless little character. I love Rick and Morty so much. Although I gotta say, I do get annoyed by like the kind of dude bros that are like, "Yeah, Rick is awesome." I'm like, "That's not the point of the show, buddy." Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, Jerry Smith 100% would have voted Trump. Such a spineless character. Like, I feel like it's characters like that. Now I'm trying to think of like people that are like Jerry in other shows. Like, any kind of just, like, gullible, like, slimy, weak-ass character. 
I'm thinking about SpongeBob again and Patrick. If you told him to do something, he would just do it, I feel like. In the new episodes where SpongeBob is where the show period is bad, yes. In the original ones, probably not. But he was But he had he had those moments of clarity. Like you know in the in the Pinky episode where the where he goes Pinky's up where SpongeBob's like trying to explain Sandy's helmet to him and he goes do you mean she puts on airs that's just fancy talk like that's not an unintelligent sentence like thought processes were an attempt yeah so in current Spongebob now that is bad yes in the actual good Spongebob from like the 90s and early 2000s no I see your point thank you I try Although I'm trying to think of, again, th- someone not from just Spongebob. I don't even know, like, I'm, tr- like, I try to think, like, what have I, what is a piece of media that I have consumed recently? And nothing. Why does nothing come up? Why, why does that happen when someone asks, what's your favorite book or movie or, like, I couldn't tell you. I forget every band. single book I've like, ever read in my life. Um, well, I've never read before, so... Yeah, nothing. I am actually illiterate. I've never seen anything, so... Yeah, actually, I'm illiterate, so... No, and now I'm, like, looking at my shelf of movies to kind of, like, movies and shows to kind of, like, inspire me. That really happens, like, whenever anyone asks you something about yourself, or, like, something as simple as, um, like, my sisters and I... I have two sisters, and we'll always ask, oh, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. Like, I literally do not know what I want. But when I'm, like, scrolling on Amazon at That's the thing. I started anytime I think, like, oh, I want this, but it's too expensive, I write it down on a list. Mm-hmm. So then when my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I got you. I got to start keeping, like, my favorite movies and books and everything, like, on hand. Like, yeah. what if I come into an icebreaker and I don't know anything about myself? I could just pull it out be like all right here's some fun facts it was like a shitty character in stranger things i'm trying to think because would anyone there voted trump mike's dad i'll take your word like i don't know he just strikes me as those people who would just see it and be like yeah that's fine he seemed like a very unobservant type dude. Even though he was just a very small side character. Also trying not to make media references that are, like, super outdated. Because, like, a lot of the shows that I'm really into are, like... De- oh, oh, go away. I'm getting alerts from my... Desktop. But a lot of the stuff I like with- is, like no longer really talked about. So, like, The X-Files, Twin Peaks. Mm. Stuff that might not make sense to everyone. (sighs) Oh my god, I should not be tired. I slept way too late this morning. It's daylight savings. It's messing with us. Welcome back, seasonal depression. (laughs) Long time no see. Long time no see. Meet pandemic depression and regular Mm. depression. Everything's great. <laughs> well, I'd say 
those of you listening and watching, if you can think of a fictional character who would vote for Trump. Yeah, let us know. Drop it in the comments. Tweet it at us. We're just curious. We, we want to know. Yeah. And especially if you have, like, evidence. I like to hear it. Mm-hmm. I like to see it. It's very interesting. All right. Do we want to move on into possibly an unassigned question or two? I'd say so. All right. Sounds litty. Uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. <laughs> hmm. Um, I'm trying to look for a really good one. Let's do a food one. We haven't done one oh, yet this episode. Oh, I thought you never asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, was ice a food? Oh, yeah, sort of, I guess. Oh, well. Um, What's the best way to heat up Pop-Tarts? The microwave or the toaster? Toaster? Yeah, toaster, hands down. If you, like... like- if you heat up your Pop-Tarts in the microwave, that's just sad. Like, why? Why would you do that? Maybe you don't I have like, a toaster. I don't have a microwave, but... You don't have a microwave? The... No, my mom doesn't like them. She's anti-microwave. I've never even heard of being anti-microwave. Really? Please just explain everything because about like, this the, to the me. the microwaves, apparently it's not good for you. Nothing is. Listen, that that's what I say, but... Then I get yelled at, so I, I stop saying things. This is fascinating. I didn't even know that was yeah. a thing you could be. Mm-hmm. She's anti-microwave. Wow. But little does she know, like, I've worked in the food business quite a long time, and they microwave so much yeah, food. Yeah, there's like, a lot you, of stuff that's microwaved. You're not avoiding it. You are, even when you think they're not microwaving your food, they are in some way. Yep. Yeah, that um, was my thing that I... That was the thing I kind of learned when I worked in a restaurant. I was like, no restaurant. Like, you like to believe that, like, Like your specific dish is made from scratch every single time. But it's just not feasible. (laughs) It's not there. It's in the freezer right now. Yeah. They just are better at reheating things than Mm -hmm. the average person in their home. Wow. Um, Oh, my God. But going back to the Pop-Tart, like... Why wouldn't you want it in in the toaster unless you're that impatient? It doesn't even take that much longer. So. Yeah. You know, I'm fully I'm fully in the camp of toaster here, and I honestly don't. Mm-hmm. Unless you like don't have a toaster, I don't know why you would heat your pop tarts up with a microwave. What's speaking of toaster? What's better, regular style toaster or like toaster? Oven? Um, I like a toaster oven, just because there's a lot you can do with that. Like, we have, like, a really nice, like, toaster oven with a bunch of, like, different settings. So, like, if my dad's just making, like, like lunch for one person, instead of, like, you know, he- turning on, like, the actual oven to heat up, like, a handful of, like, frozen tater tots, you just put them in the little toaster oven, like, on some foil. Instead on bake. Yeah. And also, it's good for heating up leftovers and having them not actually be gross. Because I used to have, like, a really... I used to be very anti-leftovers, so I was like, oh, it always just, like, tastes really sad, but it's because I was usually putting everything in the microwave. But then my mom was like, no, if you're, like, heating up, like, you know, some kind of, like, like a sandwich melt that you got, you got leftovers of, you wrap it loosely in foil, and then you put it in, the like, the toaster oven for, like, 10 minutes on, like, 350 or whatever, and it's pretty close to the same. 
Sometimes I would go as far to say leftovers sometimes taste better than the original. No, Only I am sometimes. never in that camp. Really? Absolutely like pizza never. leftovers? Like Ech. better. Cold better, pizza's way better. disgusting. What? I love cold pizza. That gross. All right then. So and it good. might be because tomatoes are one of my hard like for the most part tomatoes are one of my hardline no foods and like the you only time that the only times i find them acceptable are as an ingredient where their flavor is not overpowering and there's something about when pizza gets cold i find that i am able to taste the sauce a lot more to the point where the tomato flavor is overpowering to me and i don't like mm. it do you not like pasta like sauce Red sauce, no, not really, because that's very oh. overpowering tomato flavor. Vodka sauce, if it's being served, I will eat it. It is not my favorite. I am very partial to a good Alfredo. Oh, see, I don't like Alfredo that much. Interesting. And like, like, like I have tried, me. I have tried to get myself on the tomato train. Like when, like I would go to a friend's house and they would be like serving spaghetti for dinner or whatever, and like you know everyone in their family liked tomato sauce and they like just like forgot to ask or whatever like didn't think to and they would just sauce it all like Mm -hmm. i would never say anything i'd eat it i wouldn't like again i've tried to get myself to like it i've tried to like eat it until i like it i really just don't think it's gonna happen like i know your taste buds change and there's lots of foods that i didn't like as a kid that i like now i really don't think this one is ever coming for me yeah, I, I feel like you can only do that with certain foods as well, like just keeping it until you like it or yeah. until it's all right. But yeah, I I really don't think I'm ever going to like enjoy the taste of tomatoes. I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. It is appreciated. <laughs> it is a loss. Again, um, it's it works. I'm OK with it as an ingredient where it's not I don't like it as the flavor base for something. Mm-hmm. Like, if the whole point of this is to taste very strongly of tomatoes, no. No, thank you. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, yeah. Oh, the toaster. See, I also have a toaster oven. So, and I do think, like, there's more you can do with it, more options. I like to have my options open. So, mm-hmm. we're going to go with that. But I love how a regular toaster, and when I was younger, I found this fascinating, like, how it just pop up. Like, yeah. It was so fun. And I was deprived of that in my childhood. There like, is something not very aesthetic about, like, the pop-up toasters. Yeah. Like, especially ones that look like, that have that whole, like kind of like chrome 50s aesthetic type going mm-hmm. on that i do find very aesthetically pleasing in college i'm fi- well i actually have it still i finally owner of a pop-up toaster oh we had a, like, we had several illegal toasters when we lived in the dorm i didn't have it in my dorm i had it once i moved wait those were why can't you have a toaster oh i don't know we can't have anything yeah i know we had a i knew that was the fun part about living like, with an ra we had an illegal toaster illegal microwave because she was the one doing room inspections. She just read it all off. I mean, I knew about the microwaves. Like, yeah, you have to have the micro fridge, nothing else. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, no. We had none of that going on. Wow. I imagine, like, walking into your room and just finding, like, 50 toasters just because you can. Oh, we had tapestries, toaster, illegal microwave. We would burn candles. I think also every single one of us had a mini fridge in our room, which was wow. great. That was a great t- that was a junior year that was ideal 
my living situation. It was a great time. But yeah, no, I, I do love a good pop-up toaster. Me too. Although, again, toaster oven. Superior. Superior. There's a lot, there's a ton you can do with that, which I very much appreciate. Alright, let's see what we So are. yeah, Pop-Tarts. So yeah, Pop-Tarts. Um, If you microwave them, and you have a choice in that matter, s- seek help. Like, why? Seek help. Why? Is all I have to say to you. Oh, speaking of Pop-Tarts, Pop-Tarts or Toaster Strudels? I've never had a Toaster Strudel in my life. I have, and Pop-Tarts take the win. So, they'll just have to trust me on that one. What flavor of Pop-Tarts do you like? Um, The chocolatey ones. Why? What do you like? The, the cinnamon ones. Oh, okay. Those are actually good, I like too. the cinnamon ones and the strawberry and the blueberry the fruit ones i mean they're okay but i really like the chocolate ones like the oh my god if anyone anyone who likes like s'mores pop tarts that's gross i don't like marshmallows so absolutely no. gross or like pop tarts that are flavored like birthday cake or something i'm like that's not those are more dessert yeah I'm like this isn't breakfast I also think Pop-Tarts in general are more dessert, just because there's... I never had them in my house, and I don't normally eat sweeter things for breakfast, but, like, I'd say the fruit or cinnamon, like, yeah, that can be a breakfast. Yeah, that's my thing, like, like, because those are, like, things I feel like are kind of breakfasty anyway, because you have, like, you know, other kind of, like, breakfast pastries that are, like, carbs with a fruit fruit mm -hmm. filling, or, like, you know, cinnamon buns and stuff like that. Like, those are Mm -hmm. breakfasty. Any of that, like birthday cake s'mores type shit no Mm-mm. that's that's dessert that's dessert that you're passing off as breakfast but yeah no my favorite pop tarts are the cinnamon ones because i feel like those are one of the most breakfasty those are good i'm attempting not to eat carbs for a little while just for health reasons oh it makes me so sad so many good things have carbs in them. Pasta. God, I love pasta. I love pasta. Again, just any form of carb makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, happy well. Happy place. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks and then I can, then I can enjoy some pasta again. Yay. But I think we're coming up on about an hour now. So do we want to say want to say we're good for the night? I'd say so. It's it's been one roller coaster of a night. It has been one roller coaster of an evening. Um I hope everyone's doing good. I hope um the United States is not in flames by the time you are this watching slash listening to this. Hope Hope things are looking better. And um, stream the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, a bunch of other platforms. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at MR5MAR. And we will be back next week and hopefully things will feel a little less chaotic. Who knows? Who knows? Stay I, safe I out there, the everyone. The Civil War is coming, but... <laughs> Union gang forever.
All right. Bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.